Hello, everyone. I think we're all very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be here. And it's always very good to be together, dwelling in harmony with the brothers. It's always good, and it's always pleasant. There is the Lord's blessing. And we feel tonight we have the Lord's blessing with us, because we have His Spirit. Tonight, um, we're coming to an amazing picture in the book of Exodus. Is the volume okay? A little loud? Okay. Oh, does everybody have an outline? If not, please raise your hand. And Okay. Brian needs one. <clears throat> Anybody else? Brian. Oh. Um... So we've been, we've been covering the book of Exodus for a good number of weeks now, over a year. And it has been amazing to see God's purpose in the book of Exodus. There is so much Christ and the church in the book of Exodus. You know, starting with, with the people of Israel in, in Egypt. Remember how they, they were... Um, they were redeemed, they were saved by the Passover lamb. Who is this Passover lamb? Who does the Passover lamb represent? Christ. Right? Christ is a redeemer. Christ is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Then they get out of Egypt. They experience salvation there. We see there the word salvation at the beginning of Exodus. They are saved from the world. They are saved from Egypt by this lamb. Not only they were saved from the judgment, but they also were filled with this lamb to have the strength to go out. And this is Christ in our experience. Then, what was their provision in the wilderness? Manna and the water. Who, who is the real manna? Christ. He himself said that on the earth. He said, I am the bread who came down out of heaven. I am the real manna. Eat me. So, Christ is the manna. Christ is the water also. Then we saw how Moses received a revelation on Mount Sinai of God's dwelling place on earth, the tabernacle, with all the furniture, with all the details, all the utensils, even about the priesthood, right, with all their garments, their food. And who, what does this tabernacle represent? Christ, right? Look in your outline there under 1, John 1, 14. The Word became flesh and tabernacled among us. This is the Greek word, therefore, dwelled among us. He tabernacled among us. So the whole tabernacle is a picture of Christ and also a picture of us. It's a picture of the church as the house of God. Okay, then, why is this amazing revelation of the holy anointing oil in chapter 30 is because this anointing oil was to be applied on all the furniture of this tabernacle. So we saw the, the um, altar of bronze, right, for the burnt offerings. We saw how it's Christ also in our experience. Then we saw the labor, all the furniture. We've been going item by item uh, and it's, um, I really enjoy the, the one on the labor, especially how the Lord washes us. 
He's the life-giving spirit now to wash us from everything, from any defilement. Then the table of the bread of the presence, the lampstand represents Christ as well, right? The triune God, for those who, of you who were here, it was an amazing picture. The lampstand is a triune God shining forth and also represents us as the reproduction, as the reprint of the spirit. Then the golden altar, we saw it's a, a, a picture of Christ praying. And finally, inside of the Holy of Holies, I, wanna, I wrote down here the number one in the outline two weeks ago, which I really liked. It says, the tabernacle portrays the detailed experience of Christ for the building up of God's dwelling place. So as we, as we study and consider each one of these items in the tabernacle, we need to see that this is for our experience of Christ today. And that experience of Christ today builds up the church, the body of Christ, for the fulfillment of God's purpose. And Kyle told us two weeks ago, if in two years he asks us, what did we get from all this ministry series on Exodus? This, this point right here. The tabernacle portrays a detailed experience of Christ for the building up of the church, God's dwelling place. So, why, why did I, you know, give this recap? It's because the holy anointing oil is a very complete revelation and an amazing picture of Christ as the Spirit. The all-inclusive, life-giving Spirit. Christ is the Spirit. He became the Spirit in a resurrection. And we're going to see with this, with this picture in the Old Testament and all these details, how rich of a Christ we have today. How amazing is the Spirit today, the Spirit that we have. So um, let's go ahead. Why don't we don't read um, all together the title, then um, the guys, all the brothers, the first verses there, 22 through 25, and then the sisters, the second section. So all together on the title. The holy anointing oil. Moreover, Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, You also finest spices of flowing mere five hundred shekels, and of fragrant cinnamon half as much, two hundred fifty shekels, and of fragrant calamus, two hundred fifty shekels, and of Kesha, five hundred shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hint of olive oil, and you shall make it a holy anointing oil, a fragrant ointment, compounded according to the work of a compounder. It shall be a holy anointing oil. And the sisters, go. Okay, so we see here God telling uh, Moses to make this ointment and all these ingredients, all these measurements, all these details. 
And then he tells them to take this ointment and to anoint all the furniture of the tabernacle, all the utensils, including the outer, the bronze altar, including the labor, everything, everything in God's house shall be anointed with this holy anointing oil. And not only the furniture and the utensils, the priesthood, all the priests will be anointed with this compound ointment. Let's, let's read together uh, Romans 1. The holy anointing oil is a full type of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the compound, all-inclusive, life-giving Spirit of the triune God who went through a process. So this is amazing. This compound ointment in the Old Testament represents God, the triune God, with all of what He is, all of His riches, all His divinity, and also including all the steps, all the processes He has been going through, including His incarnation, becoming a man, mingling Himself with man, the human living of Jesus Christ, His death on the cross, His resurrection, His ascension, all His victory on the cross. So this, this ointment represents all of what God is. So, okay, what is God's eternal intention with man? What, what is God's purpose with us? God's purpose is to reach, reach man, to reach us, and then mingle himself with us, and even become one with us. This is God's eternal purpose. This is why he created man. He created us as a vassal, after his image and likeness, to reach us, mingle himself with us, anoint us. How does he do it? This is a beautiful picture. In the same way this ointment was poured on all the priests, all the furniture, all the tabernacle, his way of reaching us is through the all-inclusive compound spirit. It's not only the spirit reaching us. We, 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 want, we want us to all be impressed with this fact. The spirit is not only a third of God reaching us. It's a complete triune God reaching man with all of what he is. So uh, let's read. Um, okay, I'll read John, the verses in John and 1 Corinthians. Here we clearly see the, the, this, some of the steps of this process. God went through. And before reading those verses, I, I forgot to mention something here. Um, you see in verse 25, Exodus 30, 25, it says, You shall make it a holy anointing oil, fragrant ointment compounded. This word is, is, is key for, for this message. Compounded according to the work of a compounder. So who is this compounder that compounded the compound? ointment. God is a compounder. And you know in the, in the King James Version it reads um, you know a fragrant ointment compounded after the art of an apothecary. An apothecary is a pharmacist. So you, you, you can see here God, God is this apothecary putting together all these ingredients. All this compound. God in the Spirit, for us to enjoy and be healed. So he's our physician, right? We, we, we know the Lord is our physician, right? Do we need healing? Yes, we need a lot of healing. God is our physician. Then he's also our pharmacist. 
And guess what? He's also our medicine. He is this compound ointment himself. So this is very precious. Uh, John 1, 1 and 14a reads, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. Right? And the Word, which is God, became flesh. Isn't, isn't this a process? It became flesh. He mingled himself with humanity. Then 1 Corinthians 15, 45, The last Adam, which is Christ, became a life-giving spirit. Again, the word became, you can circle in both cases, became and became. You can also circle up there, compounded and compounder. Um, okay, now let's all read these verses on John, in John 7. Ready? Go. He who believes into me, out of his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. But this he said concerning the Spirit, whom those who believed into him were about to receive. For the Spirit was not yet, because Jesus had been glorified. So which Spirit is this talking about? Right? So Jesus said, He who believes into me, out of his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. And then it says, this he said concerning the Spirit. You can circle the Spirit there. Whom those who believed into him were about to receive. He, he, Jesus was on earth, right? He hadn't died and been resurrected. So he was speaking of the Spirit, whom those who believe were about to receive. Why? For the Spirit was not yet. How, how can they say, John, that the Spirit was not yet? Don't we have the Spirit of God in Genesis 1-2? Wasn't Jesus born, begotten through the Holy Spirit? How can here it says that the Spirit was not yet? Because it's talking about what? The compound Spirit was not yet because Jesus had not yet been resurrected and glorified. Okay? But... The Spirit is now. Right? Aren't you happy that we're in the New Testament and we can say that this Spirit is now? Amen. And we have believed into Him. So this Spirit is rivers of living water flowing out of our inner, inward being. And we're going to see uh, this, this rivers of living water is also a holy anointing in us. The Spirit is moving in us, anointing us. So we are blessed that we are living in this age where the spirit, the compound spirit, all-inclusive, life-giving is in us. That's a, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, in this verse here, it's in Philippians 1.19. Uh, the Apostle Paul speaks about the bountiful supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. So this term, the spirit of Jesus Christ, he also uses a lot of the spirit of Christ. So this talks about this compound spirit. Not only the spirit of God, but the spirit of Jesus Christ that went through all this process now is in us for us to experience all of what the Lord is. He's reaching us. The Lord is reaching us with the spirit. Okay, so now let's go on with the significances of the ingredients of the compound anointing oil. So um, the first one, we see here in this chart five ingredients, right? Five elements. Uh, you see at the bottom there, 
is the base that it was used for this compound ointment, which was one in of olive oil. One in, I looked it up, is about a gallon, a little less than a gallon. You know, it's, and then this spirit, as Kyle mentioned earlier, represents the spirit of God. Let's read all together Isaiah 61, 1a. The spirit of the Lord Jehovah is upon me because Jehovah has anointed me. So throughout the scriptures, the olive oil, the ointment represents the spirit, spirit of God. Then we have these four ingredients that they all go into that base. We see an arrow there. All those ingredients uh, go into this olive oil. And they are so precious. Each one of these ingredients, it, it reads here, right? Fine, finest species, spices, spices. <laughs> Verse 23, you also take the finest spices. So flowing myrrh, 500 shekels. This was um, a resin, like a gum, that comes out of trees when they're wounded, either if you make a cut or a natural crack or something. Actually, people that cultivate them make a lot of cutting in those trees to get more myrrh. And so it's like a yellowish um, um, sap. And it's very significant. Um, here it says, this spice was used in burial. You know, this spice was also one of the uh, gifts that the wise men, the three wise men, gave to the Lord at his birth. So the Lord, since he was born throughout his living, all the way to the cross, the mirror represents the precious death of Christ. So the Lord lived a, a crucified life from the manger to the cross. And also they offered to the Lord myrrh with wine when he was about to be crucified. He, he rejected it. This was used as a painkiller. Uh, so also we see this in, in the Lord's death. And then in burial, it was used as well. So what does this uh, mean for us, right? We need the precious death of Christ applied to us in our experience. You know, I was looking it up, and a mirror also is used for all kinds of skin problems, secretions, wrong kinds of secretions of the body. So sometimes we, we are not fully transformed yet, right? And we have all kinds of secretions, wrong kinds of psychological secretions, and, you know, maybe with a roommate there. If the roommate didn't wash his dishes, <laughs> right? Sometimes we're not that happy, and the wrong kind of secretions start coming up. What do we need to do? We need myrrh. Myrrh is in the spirit. We need the Lord's death to be applied to us, heal us from those kind of secretions. So maybe next time you see the dirty dishes there of your roommate, you can just call in the name of the Lord. You get the anointing. And you might even wash your roommate's dishes. But that's however the Lord leads you and how much time you have. But it's precious, you know? We have this myrrh. We cannot do it by ourselves, but this death is in the Spirit. This verse here says how we were baptized into Christ's death. We were baptized into the Spirit, right? But myrrh is in the Spirit. So we were baptized into the death of Christ. We have this in our spirit. Second ingredient, fragrant cinnamon. 
250 shekels was prescribed to stimulate a weak heart. This represents the sweetness. Cinnamon is sweet, right? And effectiveness of Christ's death. So we need this death to be applied to us. This verse here, how about we all read Romans 8.13b? If by the Spirit you put to death the practices of the body, you will live. And Philippians 4.4a, rejoice in the Lord always. So our, our, our body has practices, right? We were saved, we have the Lord in our spirit, but we are still in the flesh and our body has practices. How about lying? A little lie here, a little lie there. Maybe we say, I don't lie, but we really exaggerate sometimes. <laughs> you know, maybe we're late to a meeting and then, oh, sorry, I was like, there was so much traffic. I was half hour stuck in traffic, right? And it was just 10 minutes, right? But So we have practices. Our body has practices. How are we going to be put to death these practices? By saying, I won't do it again. I really won't do it again. Lord, I promise I won't do this again. Does that work? No, here's the secret. If by the Spirit you put to death the practices of the body, you will live. So is it only the Spirit? Is it only you? It's by the Spirit, you. So we need to take this anointing. And then the Lord will take care of all of these practices. This is the death of Christ, effective and sweet. Fragrant calamus, 250 shekels. This is really good um it's a reed from a, a reed that grew upward shooting up in marsh or muddy places it's kind of like a, a reed you know like a bamboo straight up it's not like a like a vine or like no it's straight up from the muddy places what do you think this represent it's right there precious resurrection of christ our lord died on the cross he was buried right but death could not hold him, could not retain him. He resurrected. He even folded his linen. No problem. He walked out of bed. No problem. And we have calamus in our spirits. There is this ingredient. This calamus is in the spirit. Colossians 3.1. If therefore you were raised together with Christ. Did you know we were raised together with Christ many years ago before we were born? This is what the word says. We were raised together with Christ. Seek the things which are above. Lamentations 3, 55, 56. I really like this one. I called upon your name, O Jehovah, from the lowest pit. Sometimes we're in a low pit, right? In a muddy situation. We are oppressed, depressed. We're just in the lowest pit. What should we do? Analyze how we got into that pit. You know, a brother shared this, and this is totally my experience. Sometimes we're in a pit, and instead of, is it right, pit? Yeah. And instead of calling on the Lord, we start analyzing, how did I get here? Oh, this is terrible. How, you know, if I would have done this better, or just analyzing in our mind. Do you think that helps? No, but here it says, I call upon your name, O Jehovah, from the lowest pit. You heard my voice. So if we call on the Lord's name, guess what? Calamus. The Lord takes us away, above, from all those muddy situations. Finally, Keisha. Used to repel insects and snakes. 
I looked it up and it's still used this way. In the ancient times they used this for insects, even snakes. But even today there is all natural acacia repellent for ants, snakes, I mean, insects and all kinds of stuff. So what does this represent? Who's the snake? Satan, the devil. Does the devil like to bother us and be around there? Do we need the repellent? And then what does the bugs and the mosquitoes represent? Evil spirits, demons, all these this evil things, right? So what do we need? Psst, a good dose of repellent every morning. You know, for some reason, mosquitoes don't like me that much, but they really like my wife. It's funny. We go to a place where there's mosquitoes, really, and she says, how come they don't like you? And they really like her. They get her all the time. So she makes sure she brings repelling with her. So any of us are exempt from the spiritual mosquitoes, right? So we all need the spirit, the all-inclusive spirit which has the power of the Lord's resurrection. Let's read together Philippians 3.10a. To know him and the power of his resurrection. This was the Apostle Paul. He, he knew the Lord, right, pretty well to some extent, but he still said, to know him. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. The more spirit we enjoy, the more ointment we receive, the more we will know the power of the Lord's resurrection from all kinds of situations. And so finally we have the olive oil. So isn't this an amazing compound of ingredients divinely inspired to Moses representing a reality today. What was the point of this, this, this uh, compound ointment? For us to see how rich is the spirit of the Lord today. Actually, who can help me? Josh, want to help me, please? Oh. So, I was talking to a brother about how to illustrate this matter, and we felt good about this illustration. Um, okay. So this water, this is just water. Okay, so what is this? Okay, yeah, water, but what, 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 what do you think it represents in my illustration here? The olive oil. So this water is the spirit of God, okay? Isn't water good? Who likes water? Water is amazing, H2O is amazing. Right? Many people even prefer it than Gatorade, everything, water. Okay. It's really good. But sometimes we need some healing, right? Actually, I tried this yesterday, and it was really good. And I was feeling kind of like low, and it actually helped me. <laughs> so can you help me, Josh, please? Sure. Um, so first we're going to do um, myrrh. So one spoonful here. Okay. So this is raw honey, really good raw honey. And uh, you know, it even looks yellowish like a, like a sap. Yeah, yeah, just, just stir it there in there, please. Yeah, just, just stir it in there. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> our pharmacist here, our compounder. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a little, it's a little hot. Oh, not too hot, right? Yeah, yeah, just keep, keep stirring. 
So the, the precious death of Christ, all his incarnation, human living, was added to the Spirit. Okay. Okay, more compounding. Okay. Now, we would add cinnamon. So this tea is even called sweet cinnamon spice. Okay, so it's sweet, it's cinnamon, and it's even spice. You know, it stirs, stirs up your heart. Okay, please. I just drop it in. Yeah. And then can you help me by cutting this, this lemon? Maybe here on the, on the napkin. Um, this right here is called propoleo. Propoleum. So it's... um. Kind of like a honey, but it's a um, really good extract of the best of the, where the bees live. This is what the royal, <laughs> this is what the royal, the, the, the queen bee uh, eats. Okay, so it's really good for the queen to, for the queen to, to, to become pretty big, you know, large and reproduce and stuff. Okay. So this represents the, what is it, the calamus. Okay. And finally, please, the um, keisha. Squeeze it. Yes, please. A little bit. Okay, there we have the power of the Lord's resurrection repellent. A repellent for all the insects. No, 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 just one is fine. Okay. Would you like to try this? <laughs> it's really good. Should I take this out? Yeah, let's put this here. He's good. <laughs> Okay, it's really good. You, you can take it to your... You can share it if you want. No, it's actually really good. You should try it at home. Okay, so we need to be impressed that today the Spirit is so rich. It's not only the Spirit of God. It includes the Spirit of God for sure. The water is there. All The, the, the Spirit of God represents the, His divinity. But all these ingredients, the number four, these four spices represents humanity. And you're going to see here in the back of your sheet um, some verses that shows why number four represents humanity. So humanity was added to the Spirit of God. The humanity of Christ with all of His living, all of His suffering, now is compounded in the Spirit. And when we drink of the Spirit, we drink of all of what God is. Isn't it good, Josh? It's really good. It heals. It's healing. You know, uh, <laughs> many medicines and, and stuff like this kill the negative and then nourishes and strengthens, right? So this is the spirit. It kills all the negative stuff in our being and adds all the nutrients, all the elements of God. So let's, let's uh, continue with Roman number three. Let's read it all together. 
The compound ointment was used to anoint the tabernacle with all its furniture and the priests to make all these things holy, separated, sanctified to God for his purpose. So the use of the ointment is also very revealing and very precious for us to see that today, who is the tabernacle? On the one hand is Christ, but on the other hand is the church, God's dwelling place, all of us, right? And who is today the priests? Us, all of us. And the New Testament reveals that all the believers, we all are priests. So let's read together 1 Peter 2.5. You yourselves also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house into a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So we are these living stones. We are a spiritual house and we are this priesthood. So we need this holy anointing oil to live and also to serve the Lord. Here he talks about spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Who are these? When we serve as priests, we may preach the gospel. Some unbelievers might receive the Lord, be saved, and they're sweet, fragrant to God. They're spiritual sacrifices. So we need this anointing. This anointing is very related to us corporately as a church, as the members of the body of Christ, and our service in the body. Um, how about the guys, uh, brothers, read Philippians 1.19. For I know through your petition and the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Here we have this verse again, and we see how the Apostle Paul was in prison He's writing to the Philippians and he's telling them that even though he's in prison, he knows they're praying for him and he's being supplied with the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So this shows us that when we are properly related to other members in the body of Christ, then we're going to be no matter where we are. Paul was in prison, but this didn't separate him from the body and from the supply of the body. So we need to be those properly related to other believers to continually receive the supply of the body. Uh, in Psalms 133.2, it's a clear picture of the ointment being poured on the whole body of Christ. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell in unity. It is like the fine oil that ran down upon Aaron's beard, that ran down upon the hem of his garments. So even the picture of Aaron being anointed with oil, first, it was the head. Can you stand up? Okay, so this is Aaron. So the priests were anointed. And the ointment ran his head, the beards, and even to his garments. Right? So what does this show? In the body of Christ, Christ is the head. He's the anointed one. But we are all our members. And we all have been anointed with this ointment oil. Thank you. So as long as we stay in the body, we are going to be constantly receiving the supply of the body, which is this spirit. Finally, let's read together 
Um, four. The oh no 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 wait 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 I I, I skipped one. First John two twenty seven. This is important one. And as for you, the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone teach you, but as his anointing teaches you. So we clearly see here that we have received this anointing, right? And we see here that this anointing, you know, even the word anointing gives the, the sense of moving, it's not static. It's an anointing. It's constantly anointing us. Abides in you. It's living. It abides in us. It dwells in us. And you know, this anointing, as it abides in us, anoints us, teaches us all things, and leads us in all things, and mingles us more with God. The more anointing we receive, it's like, like um, being paint, painted, Layer after layer of anointing is like being painted again and again, more layers of paint, more layers of paint, until we are completely full of the Spirit. And anywhere we go, we're being led by this anointing, and we also, what? Paint others. <laughs> right? Don't you, don't you have the sense that when you're with the brothers many times, you just get happy? You're, you're having a low day, and then you just touch some brothers, and you start getting happy? What is that? You get painted. Because you are with the anointed ones, with the painted ones. Uh, the other day I was walking on campus, and uh, I was reading, looking down my device, and then I hear somebody telling me, Oh, Señor Jesús. And I look up, and it was my brother Ty, which I think just left. He was not here. I got painted. I was just, you know, reading, and then, Oh, Señor Jesús. And I looked, and I say, Amen. Oh, Señor Jesús. Te amamos, you know? That means, oh Lord Jesus, we love you. Yeah. Uh, so it's so good. As long as we're enjoying the Spirit, we touch others and we, we paint them. Okay, okay, let's read together Roman number four with the two verses there. Ready, go. The Lord gives the Spirit to those who ask Him. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will the Father who is from heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? For He gives the Spirit not by nature. You know, here the context is the disciples ask the Lord in, in Luke 1, teach us how to pray. Then the Lord starts telling them, uh, you know, you should pray like this, Father, your name be sanctified, your will be done, your kingdom come. And then he goes with this parable of a man knocking at the middle of the night to the neighbor's door asking for food because he had some visitors. And then he said, even if the other person is in bed with their children, if you persistently knock, he will give this to you. And then he says, for who, which father among you, if the children ask for a fish, you will give him a snake. Or if the children, your kids ask for an egg, you will give him a scorpion. So anyway, the Lord is linking. They're asking, teach us how to pray. And the Lord is relating completely prayer to receive the life supply. You know, not just pray for things, but pray for, for life. And then he clearly says, um, um, how much more? How much more will the Father who is from heaven give what? The Holy Spirit to those who ask him. The Holy Spirit is... The best thing God has 
to offer for us. It's all of what He is. The compound, all-inclusive, life-giving Spirit is the best God can give us. So we need to ask for the Spirit. Lord Jesus, give us more of the Spirit. Father, grant us more of the Spirit. Every day, early in the morning, Lord, more of your Spirit, more of your anointing, more mingling today. And He will give us the Spirit, not by measure. Amen. Okay, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, read the, the portion there, forming in groups, maybe of three, four, five. And then we, we have some time to um, share what we enjoyed. Amen.